Hey guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella, the MF CEO. You're listening to the MF CEO Project. I am here with my co-host, Vaughn Kohler, and my other co-host, Ben Newman. Wait. <laughs> Ben's looking kind of... Uh, invisible. Ben's looking a little invisible today. Yeah. Where is he? Well, he was here last time we recorded, but something happened. Oh yeah, I forgot. It sucked. Uh, yeah. Um, you want to tell that story? You could tell it. Okay. Yeah. Well, we uh, we recorded. We normally record on Tuesdays. Today is Friday, and uh, I actually thought it was a pretty decent recording, a, a decent decent podcasting session. But uh, we have pretty high standards around here. So I was driving home in my 2003 Avalon, and all of a sudden got a text from Andy, and I'm quoting, guys. That podcast was shit. We're re-recording it. Yeah. I believe, I believe there was a follow-up text that said, our listeners deserve better. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, you know, guys, being self-aware of your product, I mean, this isn't, the, this isn't the topic of discussion for today, but being self-aware of your product, understanding if you're putting out a good product or not, and holding yourself to the highest possible standard is extremely important to success. It, you can't talk yourself into thinking your product's good. Um, it has to be good. And I know for sure that we could have done a lot better job. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to put things out there that I think we could do better. Right. And neither should you. Right. No, you're right. <clears throat> and, uh, and if that means breaking it down and doing it over again, no matter what it is that you're doing, that's what you do, you know, because that's what it fucking takes. You can't put out a mediocre product, especially under a premium label, you know, and I consider the name of this podcast a premium label. I do. And that's how you should look at your brand, no matter what. The quality has to be there. Mm-hmm. So if you put something out that's shit, don't be afraid to call it shit and fix it, you know, and we're no different than... This podcast is no different than any company or any other brand. If you don't do a good job, you fucking do it over again. You do it right. Ben Newman, who is normally with us, is, uh, I believe, in Cleveland at a speaking engagement. But uh, So for those of you, um, we, we pretty much decided that we're going to dispense with the big elaborate explanation of what the MF CEO project is. But basically, it's Andy Frisella's straight-up truth on business and life. Yeah, guys, just listen along. You'll pick it up, and you'll figure it out, and you'll figure out real quick if it's for you or if it's not. Um, If you haven't listened, you know, most of the people listening have listened to previous episodes, so they know what it is. They don't need to hear the story all over again um, every time. You know, if you don't know what it is, go back and listen from the beginning. Right. I will say that the the, the content sort of compounds on each other anyway. Mm -hmm. So if you're not going back and listening from the beginning and you're listening, just pick it up now – it would be a good idea to go back and listen again. You can find all the podcast at themfceo.com. You can find all the uh, the past podcasts. Um, there's cool outlines of the podcast, what the subject matter is, uh, and, it, and it's worth it to start from from the first one. Right. So themfceo.com is where you can check that out. And uh, while we're on that, guys, uh, for each podcast that we have, we have a dedicated page with show notes and links to things that Andy suggests, whether it's books or other products or, or actually even companies uh, that, that he really um, commends. And you can find all those things if you go for this particular episode, if you go to the mfceo.com slash P11. And uh, of course, connect with us on social media. Andy is at Andy Frisella on IG and Periscope and mfceo-1 on Snapchat. I'm at Vaughn Kohler, V-A-U-G-H-N-K-O-H-L-E-R, for pretty much everything. And our dearly departed uh, third host is uh, at Continued Fight. Ben is at Continued Fight on pretty much everything. So what are we talking about today? Well, first of all, I want the question of the day. Um, I don't know if you guys saw my my Facebook today. Did you see it, Tyler? Uh, About the pants? Yeah. What the fuck? Long long crotch. What is going on with the youth of America Wearing these fucking sweatpants 
They look like you took a big fat steaming shit in your <laughs> pants. They have like the elong- elongated crotch area, and it like hangs down to your fucking knees. Who thinks that looks good? Well, I laughed when I when I read that. You know because, what I'm talking about, yeah, right? Absolutely. They're, they're, because... like, they're like sweatpants things. <laughs> yeah. It looks like somebody put on a fucking hoodie as a pair of pants, yeah. and it's like hanging down in the middle. And the image you used is perfect because I have a, a daughter who's almost two years old, and that is literally what, what it, it looks, looks like. like when she has a diaper on. Yes. And it, and she crapped her pants. Dude, yeah. I don't get it, man. Yeah. And like, and then people are wearing like like tucking this shit into their high tops, like it's, dude. Yeah. What is it? That's the question of the day. Tyler, you're, you're fashion forward. What is it? What are those things even I, called? Shitters? Dude, I think it's people running. Is it shit pants instead of sweatpants? It's people running out of ideas, that's for sure. Not getting creative. You're not going to show up with a pair of these, are you? No. I do have standards contrary yeah, but, to what you actually believe. Well, I know your fashion is a little bit out there. But so. here's an interesting point. I mean, obviously, the marketing has been successful on that. And that, <laughs> I mean... On some know, level, man. we've gotten people to buy this Dude, crappy Dude, you know what I think? I think if you wear those pants, you're a fucking moron. Mm-hmm. They're like $150 for a pair of sweatpants. It looks like you took a dump. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just take a dump? It's free. So we're not going to have any MFCEO brand shitters? Whatever they no. <laughs> yes. Dude, dress like a fucking normal human, people. You look ridiculous. Anyway, this kind of goes into what we're talking about, actually. Because we're talk- the, the subject for today is going to be being yourself and being authentic, mm-hmm. and why it's important in business and in life to becoming successful. Mm-hmm. And you see these these people walking around with this ridiculous, stupid shit on because they're trying to fit in, and they've lost their identity to who the fuck they really are, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So they're out there trying to be like, no one puts on a pair of shitters and thinks, oh, this looks great on me. They wear them because they see somebody else wearing them, mm-hmm. all right? And they wear them because... They, they perceive that other person to have qualities that they want to have themselves. I get that 100%. But here's the problem. The problem is, is that when that stuff is really not who you are and it's not what you represent and it's not who you are, it shows. And when you're not who you are, you're not authentic, you, in business, you lose the ability for people to trust you, which is extremely important in building a relationship with a customer, and in short term, in social, in life, you look ridiculous. You end up looking like a freaking mm-hmm. idiot. So we're going to talk about being authentic, why it's important, why it's important to find out who you are, what you stand for, and why it's important to roll with that 100% moving forward, not just in life, but in business. Because it is something that makes a difference in how people are going to perceive trust and ultimately become loyal to the way that you sell products. Yeah, there's another there's another aspect of this, and you and I have talked about how there are haters out there. There are people who are against you and want don't want to see you uh, succeed. You've also said that in a lot of cases, people make up, you know, haters sure. in their mind. But I think you would agree that there's so much opposition from the outside. Why would you not want to be at peace with yourself, with who you are? And I know you've talked about that with me before. Well, and that's that's part of being authentic is becoming comfortable with who you are. You know, you're no longer trying to meet somebody else's standards. You, you're you no longer trying to live up to somebody else's dreams. You're in a situation where you could create your own. And that's a powerful feeling to have. But the reality is, is most people go through life trying to be a, a, a different version of somebody else. Mm-hmm. And that affects their ability to, to do a lot of things. In business, it would be to be trusted because you're not coming across as genuine. People pick up on that. Um intuitively you know they know when you're trying to be something you're not uh and in life it's just it's going to create kind of the kind of relationships that aren't as fulfilling as they would be because you're always putting on a show as opposed to being who you truly are Mm -hmm. so um we can dive down deep into this 100 uh you know 100 percent and we're going to but being authentic is is like the the foundation you have to get to before you could truly create what it is that you're meant to create. I would like, you know, either now or later for you to address this whole issue of invariably run into those people who are basically idiots. And when you, whenever you try to explain to them the need for self-improvement or, or, or changing themselves, their answer is, hey man, I'm just being who I am. Certain people find every possible area they could possibly find to hide in, mm-hmm. okay? Um, at work, they say, that's not my job. At work, they say, I don't get paid enough to do that. Um, 
you know, they hide in the corner and try to do the least amount of work. Or, you know, when the rest of the crew is shoveling that rock pile, they try to figure out how to, you know, oh, my shoe's untied and I'm going to go over here and tie it. And they try to figure out how to do everything, okay? Mm-hmm. That, that's the same mentality here. Somebody says, oh, man, you know, I'm just being myself. And then they're, they're out smoking a fucking pound of weed a day, you know, living in their parents' basement and then crying about why they haven't been able to accomplish anything. You know, people use it as an excuse. So you have to be self-aware and honest with yourself to the point where you being yourself means the best version of yourself, mm-hmm. not oh, I'm being myself and using that as an excuse to be a total fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that's what you're getting at, right? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so, uh, you, you're how old? You just had a birthday, right? Yeah. 36. 36. Okay. So you're 36. You've gone through quite a bit in life, including the, the stabbing. Right. Um, and you've said that there are times in life where you, you know, especially, you know, when your face was, was swollen, that you were insecure about some things. Right. It beat you up a little bit. So, you know, I think there are people out there who say, oh, Andy, you're so authentic. Like, it just comes naturally to you. But I know that you would say that this was not something that happened overnight. You learned no. you learned how to do this over time. Right. And then you picked up some principles along the way. So you're going to talk about those principles? Well, that- a lot of it's trial and error, right? You know, and some people just never figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people try to go through and be what society tells them to be. Um they try to follow the rules. Donald Trump's an excellent example of this right now. Hate, love him or hate him or whatever. The guy is authentic. He fucking doesn't apologize for what he is. He says what he thinks. He stands for what he stands for. And even though everybody in the media and everybody in in, in uh, pop, the political experts are saying that he's totally fucking himself up, guess what? Guess what's happening? His numbers keep going up. Yeah. You know why? Because he's authentic. And people yeah. trust authentic. And you know when you're hiring somebody to run the fucking company or, or elected somebody to run the fucking country, you want somebody that you trust. Yeah. So love it or hate it, authenticity always wins. Period. I think of a CEO that I know that says, I would rather be a real ass than a fake nice guy. It's true. Yeah. It's true. And, you know, I could give you plenty of examples. Oprah Winfrey has a famous quote, and her quote is, if I knew I was going to get this rich by just being myself, I would have became myself a long time ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a great quote. It is. Yeah. And, you know, it's something that people don't realize how important it truly is to become yourself. You know, authenticity is a hard journey for some people because they're brought up their entire life to think a certain way. You know, their parents tell them they have to be this way. Their teachers tell them they have to be this way. Uh, school tells them they have to be this way. Their job tells them they have to be this way. And I'm not talking about, you know, covering your fucking face and tattoos and piercings and shit, mm-hmm. being yourself. I'm talking about having, when we're talking about authenticity, we're talking about having your own style, developing your own brand, being yourself in life, you know, having your own confidence. Authenticity and confidence go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of people I get, um, especially the, one of the questions on Periscope I get a lot. If you haven't checked out Periscope, follow me at Andy Frisella. Um, I'm on their daily Q&A. It's a very, very cool app. But a lot of questions like this, how did you get to this point of confidence? Or how did you get to, to be so real? Or how did you get to be so authentic? You know, I spent a lot of time doing what I was supposed to do. You know, I spent a lot of time trying to be what I was expected to be. And, and it didn't fucking work. It just didn't. You know, and when I started saying, you know what, this isn't working. Fuck it, I'm going to do things the way I want to do it. And my first inkling to like, Finding my authenticity, my authentic voice was when I started posting on Facebook for our company, um, Supplement Superstores, back in like 2008 or 9. I started writing posts and I would get like, you know, I'd write these posts that were like, oh, you know, have a positive attitude today. When in reality, I wanted to say, hey, quit being a fucking pussy and get your ass to gear and go to fucking work. All right. So, I used to write these posts that were like real nice and like, Hey, fucking let the rainbow shine on your head today and you'll be blessed with gold coins or some (laughs) stupid shit like that. Right. right? And, and then one day I just said, fuck it. And I wrote what I wanted. And dude, that post was like a thousand times more popular. Like I used to get like three likes on the other one. I got like 3000 likes. It went Mm -hmm. viral Mm -hmm. because I just said what I wanted to say. And here's the reality. When you say what you want to say, chances are there's other people thinking the same thing. Okay. And those people will identify with you. All right. And so many people 
try to tone their shit down so that they can get everybody to agree, then it ends up being vanilla. And that's what happens with authenticity. It gets watered down, becomes boring, it becomes vanilla, it becomes ineffective, and it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. All right? So I kind of figured it out on my own through trial and error. But that doesn't mean you have to be like me. Obviously, I have a certain style. All right? You could be anything you want in the world. We talk about this all the time. And I always say that I hate saying that. I hate saying, oh, you could be anything you want because I feel like it sounds corny. But here's the, here's the one thing you can't be. Can't be me. Can't be you, Vaughn. Right. Can't be Tyler. All, everybody can only be who they are. Right. And, and, and I see a lot of people now, you know, now that we're getting a little momentum with the show, you know, they're out there trying to, like, have that same persona I have. Like, oh, I'm, I'm fucking... I say fuck and I say this and I do this and they think like like by throwing in some F-bombs that they're getting the point across. Dude, no. First of all, cursing is a fucking art. Okay? It, it takes is. a lot of practice. You do it well. Yeah. It's because I. It's because it's real. Yeah. It's how I really speak. I mean, all kidding aside, that's how I tell, explain or that's how I describe you to people. I said he makes an art form out of using the F-word. Well, I mean, the point is, is that it, that's who I am though. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tyler, yeah. Tyler, we've been out drinking a number of times, hanging out a number of times. Do I sound any different when we're out than I do in here? No different. And that's why it was funny when Vaughn, you know, when we first started the show and Vaughn was questioning using the F-bomb, and you're like, fuck no. Yeah. Like, don't, <laughs> no, don't do it. I can't do it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and it does yeah. cut me out of a lot of speaking engagements because I won't take them or won't even ask to do them because I don't want to water down my brand, right. who I am. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And if your little delicate flower ears can't handle a couple fucks, then I'm sorry, I'm not the right product for you. Right. There's other people that can fulfill whatever need you're looking for. I am not for everybody. I understand that, and I'm okay with that. And that's what you need to understand. You're not going to be for everybody. But the worst thing you can do is try to be for everybody and water down whatever gift you have so much that it, it's it's not even a gift anymore. It's just normal shit. Right, right. You know, you, know, you, um, you have mentioned, and I think people know by now, that I used to be a pastor well. When I was in uh, college studying to be a pastor, I had these grandiose ideas that I was going to be this great preacher, you know, just huge stadiums of people that were going to follow me. And for one of my classes, I had an independent study where I met a guy who was the like close confidant of a very famous preacher. His name was A.W. Tozer. And so uh, the confidant's name was Harry. So I met with Harry. And I was asking Harry him all, Potter, Harry, <laughs> Harry Verplu, but you know, similar. Yeah. Um, I met with him and I, I, I started asking him all these questions about A.W. Tozer. And it was so cool because this guy was really old and wise. And I think he could tell that I was sort of idolizing Tozer and, and, and basically treating him like, you know, I wanted to be exactly like him. And he, he just kind of put his hand on my back and he said, hey, Vaughn, Tozer was a great preacher. Billy Graham's a great preacher but there's no way you can be them. And if you try, it's not going to have the ring of authenticity. People are going to know that you're basically being trying to be a carbon copy of somebody else and not authentically yourself. And it does, I mean, that does come dangerously close to what we've been saying about the, you know, rainbows and right, unicorns right, right, and you're right. so u- but unique. But it is true. We have to be ourselves because it's only by being ourselves that we're going to have that ring of truth and that ring of authenticity that's going to draw people. Yeah. Okay, so that's the aspect of drawing people and being effective, right? Yeah. But the other aspect of being authentic is that that's the only way you're ever going to fucking be happy, too. Right. Because if you don't become your authentic self and you go out there and let's say by chance the one out of a million chance that you are able to create success by being a character as opposed to being authentic, you're going to always feel like a fraud. Right. Which feels terrible. Right. You know what I'm saying? How would you like to go through life worried every day that somebody's going to expose you for being something that you're not? Right. It, it can't be a good feeling. So being authentic is something that's not only necessary to draw people in and get an engaged audience for your brand, your business, your company, and honestly, your life, it's also the important part of being happy because you come to terms with yourself and accept yourself for who you are, just like you would accept your friends for who they are. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has that friend that they've got to explain before they introduce <laughs> to other friends. That might be me. No, that's me for sure. <laughs> oh, no, that's Dude. you too? Yeah. I mean, I know I'm that friend, but I own it. Like, I'm cool, you know? Like, I, it, it is what it is, you right. know? Uh right. I'm going to tell jokes that are off color. That's just who I am. I'm going to make fun of you. You know what I mean? I'm going to do shit that most people won't do, but we're all going to have a good fucking time doing it. Right. You know, and that's it. Uh, you know, Tyler, you are one of those guys. You're, that's why you and I get along. You're one of those guys that I have to explain. 
I said, look, I have to tell people. I said, look, you guys are going to think this guy is gay, but he swear he's not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, not really, yeah, yeah. though. But, uh, I've heard no, it enough. But, but, dude, you know, Tyler, Tyler likes his fashion. He's in good shape. He's a good-looking guy. You know, he rocks the coral. Man. Yeah, man, he, he, he rocks the coral. I've got to explain to my friends, like, look, he's not hitting on you. He's just being friendly. You know, <laughs> but but you know, but but the point is, is that everybody has those friends that you have to explain, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, speaking of Tyler and and, and friends, you have to explain. He expressed his desire to have sex with a woman in very graphic terms in front of my very conservative wife. Uh, so that was really fun. He did? <laughs> yes, he did. Where? I think uh, at Summer Smash. In, in fair, I actually, I actually, no, it was at uh, Jillian's, um, uh, her her beach, not beach party, but her Fourth of July party, dude. I think you. Oh. I think actually, you know, I what I told my wife is I said, I know, sorry, your wife, your wife's I know heard exactly it before. What you're talking yeah, about. yeah, yeah, and I, I actually, uh, I said, I think he's had a couple. So well, uh, there's no question about that. <laughs> but anyway, point. Being, I do that shit when I'm sober. Anyway, yeah, the yeah, point yeah. being, man, is like, look, life is too short to go through it not being who the fuck you are. Right. That's the point. Right. You know, like I bust his balls so hard, and people that don't know, like when him and I are around each other, or even like my brother or whoever, like, dude, they think that we like are being serious, like how hard we bust on him. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, if somebody else that came with fuck with them, we would kill him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's it, dude, we love this dude. Because of who he is. Right. And that's the key to becoming, you know, successful in business or in life is being yourself no matter what it is because people will love you for it regardless. Right. You know? I had a great art teacher in seventh grade named Mr. John. He is dearly departed now, but he used to say, if I don't make fun of you, be worried. If I don't clown on you, if I don't if I don't rip on you. It's one of Andy's favorite quotes. Worried. Yeah, man. Yeah. If like, I'm if not I, making fun of you, I don't like you. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. That's the truth. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't make fun of me very much. Um, right. Yeah, I just do it when you're not around. Okay. <laughs> no. All right. Uh, hey, listen. Let's wrap up this segment. Where, where's Which, Asian Dave? Is Asian Dave in today? No, nah, I saw him leave earlier. I don't know he where did? he's going. Yeah. You are so, so gonna get us in trouble. Why? Probably Asia. identifying people by their ethnic groups. <laughs> is he Asian? I don't know. Is he? Yes. I don't know. It wasn't that sunny in here. Yeah, he's Asian, dude. <laughs> okay, okay. What's wrong with that? All right. Anyway, what, what I'd like to—I know it's you know I'm I'm I am sensitive. I'm yeah. more sensitive than you. Well, that's uh, the problem with society, yeah. man. Is no, I'm not like I'm not that. You're kind not of that bad, but like, I'm dude, not. that's the problem is you yeah. can't even fucking joke anymore. Yeah. Like if you said like I saw, um, you know, just all this. I'm gonna go off on a little tangent here, and I want you to leave it in, and not edit it, but. All this fucking race shit and all this shit that everybody's doing in society right now, fighting each other and arguing over this or that or whatever, or statistics of black on white or white on black crime or whatever. I was thinking about this yesterday, how fucking stupid all of this is. Mm -hmm. Go to a fucking St. Louis Cardinals World Series game and look in the fucking crowd. You're going to see half fucking black people and half white people all cheering for the same fucking team. Everybody's loving each other. Everybody's giving hugs to each other. Everybody's slapping high fives. And it doesn't fucking matter. Why can't our day-to-day life be that way? Why do we have to have all this fucking bullshit every fucking day? That's mm-hmm. not what this is supposed to be. We are fucking Americans. We are the same motherfucking people, you know. But yet, everybody decides to focus on all the negative shit and fighting each other. And they can't make a fucking joke about, you know... Black, you can't make a black joke, can't make an Asian joke, can't make a this joke. When, in fact, Dave Chappelle used to make jokes about white people all the time. And I thought it was the funniest fucking shit I've ever seen. But today, you can't do that shit. You can't even say black person or Asian person or white person because it's offensive. It's fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Dude, people need to get the fuck over it. We're all the same. We're all Americans. We're all fucking funny. We all do dumb shit that's funny. Why can't we just laugh at it? You would have loved, uh, the other day I was going into Chipotle and I held the door for this uh, black gentleman and he, awesome guy, just pat me on the back real hard and he goes, we got no race problems here. <laughs> Dude. And I go, I go, you're right. And he goes, man, it's all about us all being better human beings. Dude, it is. And that's yeah. the point. And, and, and the thing is, is like, it's, see, we're in St. Louis guys, if you don't know, and we've got all this deal going on with Ferguson and there's been a lot of racial tensions here. Um, and, and we should point out there have, there are people who are authentically racist and that's a problem oh exactly but yeah. it goes on both sides and that's yes. also the problem absolutely you yeah. know and 
Those people, those people that you're talking about who are authentically racist, the white people and the black people are making everybody have this fucking tension. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? All this bullshit needs to stop. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why I love Dave Chappelle because he could make fun. He could make fun of black people. He could make fun of white people. He could make fun of Asians. And you know what? All the jokes were true and fucking funny. And that's why they were funny because they were true. Mm. Why can't we do Dave Chappelle? Come out of retirement, dude. The <laughs> Is he retired? Dude, yeah. Oh, man. Dave Chappelle, we need you, dude. We need you to come back and fix this shit. I'm going to get on that. Yeah, dude. We yeah. need you to come back and get us all to laugh at each other again. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, man. I know we're off. No, on you're tangent, right. No, well, we aren't really, in essence, because what we're saying basically is all let's of us. Let's be real. Need, all of us. Yeah. Yes. All of us need to be real and down to earth with one another. Yeah, dude. I mean, the politically correctness of society has just gotten out of fucking control. Out of control. And no if you don't question. like it, don't listen to the fucking show. No question. You know? Yeah. So I anyway, love. Yes. We're talking about being <laughs> real. Okay. And I, I've been really wanting you to quote one of your best quotes ever about authenticity. So I want you to say it, and then we can go on and you can tell us about these these great principles you've learned. And that is, what do you like to say about... Now, it's not... I, I never shared it with you earlier, but it's, it's what do you like to say about the people that get in the Hall of Fame? Excuse me, not the Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah, there's, the no, there's no fucking cover bands in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Right. That's it. If you want to be fucking great, you cannot be some watered-down version playing somebody else's fucking tune. It isn't going to happen. Never, never, ever, ever, ever will you become great or fulfill your success potential by emulating somebody else. It'll never happen. Right. Now, can you take principles of this guy or principles of this woman and say, I like this about this person. I like this about this person and make your own fucking peanut butter and jelly sandwich out of it and throw it out there. Fuck. Yeah, you could do that. Everybody has influences, but when you go out and try to emulate somebody to the point where they could say, you're trying to be a mini version of this, that's when you're going to get in trouble. And, and if, especially if you're running a company, if you are a company and your first line is this, what do you do? Well, we're like X, but we're better. Dude, you are fucking done. Mm-hmm. We're just like X, but we're better. Or we're just like X, but we're cheaper. You know what I'm saying? Right. We're just like... We're, we're just like, that'd be like me saying, oh, we're just like GNC, but cheaper. Or we're just like, um, you know, Herbalife, but we're better. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, that's not a fucking advantage. That, that doesn't mean anything. You know, and that's right. why, like, when it, that's why authenticity is so important. Because people who are inauthentic tend to do that in their business. Mm-hmm. They tend to try to emulate another person's business and just becomes a, I mean, how many businesses out there do you see this? You know, there's a leader who innovates, they find something, and then there's 15 other companies that try to do exactly what they're doing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, in our industry, it's fucking notorious. Mm-hmm. It's notorious. That's what everybody does. There's one or two or three companies that go out there and be original, create a nice culture for their, for their company. I could name probably maybe three companies in our industry that, that I feel like do a good job and the rest are fucking the rest are just follow follow leaders you know right uh, i'm not going to name them but my point is is that that's in any industry it, it, authenticity starts with being real and down to earth and not taking yourself so seriously which is essentially what you were saying in in that uh, in that last monologue which was which is important it's important to the conversation it's important to say you know let's just start with a basic principle of Everybody's way too offended. Everybody's way too sensitive. Authenticity starts with not taking yourself so seriously. No. Being real and down to earth with others. Right. And with yourself. Right. So build, build it out. Tell me, tell me more. Feed me. There is a definitive steps to becoming more authentic, and I'm going to go through those. But you have to realize, before you even start with these points, people are not always going to like what they hear from you when you become authentic and you have to be okay with that. You know, that's the biggest thing people, you know, have a problem overcoming is, Hey, um, is this cause, cause they fall into this idea that I'm trying to create something for everybody. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you have to get this point drilled into your brain. A hundred percent. You're not going to be for fucking everybody. You're not going to please everybody. You're not going to make everybody happy. You're not going to create a product for everybody. 
it's just not going to happen. You know, people come to me with a business idea. They say, hey, I got this product. It's going to fucking everybody needs it. Well, if everybody needs it, it's not going to be very valuable. It's not going to catch on. It's not going to be remarkable in terms of word of mouth. It's going to be boring. All right. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of shit you want to stay away from. You want to think about 50% of the people. It's just like politics. 50% of the people are going to love you or at least like you naturally. And the other 50 are never going to like you no matter what you do. So make your product, make your brand for the 50% of the people that like you and make them love you. Okay. That's what being authentic is going to do for you. It's going to give you a dedicated audience of at least half the people. And you're going to be able to get more of a passionate following and more word of mouth generated because you're not worried about watering it down for those 50 that never going to care about you no matter what. Mm-hmm. All right. So with that being said, how do you, how do you build your own authentic voice? How do you come to be authentic? How do you know how to develop this in yourself? Um, point number one is live with a clear consciousness. And what I mean by that is like, do the right fucking thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't screw people over. Don't intentionally, do things that you know are wrong. Of course, we're going to make mistakes, but own those mistakes, okay? If you make a mistake, apologize for it. Take responsibility for it. Fix it, all right? Living with a clear conscience is a very, very important thing to developing your authentic self. Um, you like to say something that Rick Patino talks about. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, when we talk about you know, this. You've said before, and, and boy, I'm cussing a lot for this uh for this episode, but you've said before, uh, if, if you're an asshole, you shouldn't feel good about yourself. You know, no. and, there, and there are a lot of people that are so focused on having self-esteem. Well, that's because that's the, the, that's the popular thing for the right, last 20 years. Right. And they're so focused on that. And so you have all these people out there that are not good people and they, and they feel good about themselves. Right. But Rick Pitino, the championship uh, coach at, uh, well, he was at UK. Now he's at UofL, University of Louisville. But he always used to tell his players you have to earn the right to feel good about yourself. Self-esteem right. is something you earn. Right. And and so I think that's that that is earned through living with a clear conscience. Right, it yeah. is earned and it's, through and it, through having a, a and it's doing earned, the right thing. It's also earned by like in his example, what he I think what he's getting at too is if you're in a if you if you were an employee, okay, or you're a basketball player or you were the CEO, if you're coming to work every day and doing everything you possibly fucking can to improve you should feel good. But if you're going to work every day, hiding in the corner, trying to avoid, do the hard work that everybody else has to do, pass your shit off onto the other people, you shouldn't feel good. Right. You know, and you should go home and feel bad about what you did. You know, but the reality is, is that most people can't figure out how to do that. And they just say, you know what? Fuck those guys. They didn't have, I, they got to do the work. I didn't have to do it. And then they go celebrate that. Well, if that's your attitude, you're going to be fucking a piece of shit your right. whole life. Right. And I like what to. you're saying. Basically, you're saying it's it's a whole lot easier to be proud of who you are when you've got nothing to hide. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so earning it is a big deal. But, you know, living with a good conscience, feeling good about your authentic self, being a good person, doing the right thing, not dicking people over, treating people good. All those things come into living a clear conscience. OK, so yeah. that's point number one. Yeah. Live a clear conscience. OK, mm-hmm. point number two, make mistakes right and move on understand that you are going to make mistakes. Know that you are not going to be perfect. Okay. That doesn't mean that you make mistakes on purpose. It doesn't mean you do immoral things. It means that sometimes you are going to screw up. And when you screw up, own those screw ups, fix them, improve them, apologize, whatever it takes and move forward. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to make a lot of fucking mistakes. You're going to screw things up. I've done it lots of times, but you know what? You know what happens when you make it even worse? Or you know how you can make it even worse? You don't take responsibility. You don't admit when you're wrong. You don't say you're sorry, you know, and you don't try to make things right. And that's that's what we see most people doing today. So realize you're going to make mistakes. Make the mistakes quickly. Own the mistakes. Learn your lesson and move the fuck on. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. Can I say something real quick yeah. about that? Um, there, there's a way to use language that even when you apologize, you're not taking responsibility. You're basically making excuses. Politicians do this all the time. So let's say they're caught stealing money from the public. 
Well, when they come out and, and, and admit everything, they usually say stuff like, well, I regret that bad decisions were made or bad choices were, you know, happened. Right. And that's passive language. That's still phrasing it like they're the right. victims. Bad, right. bad choices happened to them. Right. And what I would say is when you apologize, use active language. Own it. Own it. Say, yeah. I, and I would say, don't even say, I made a mistake or I made a bad decision. Say, I screwed up. I did something wrong. It wasn't a bad choice. It was a stupid move on my part. You agree? Oh, I agree 100%. How much respect is gained in every situation by doing that? You know, I can't tell you how annoying it is. And in fact, one of our core values is accept responsibility. If I have someone that can't accept responsibility in our company, I will fire them. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's like if they make a mistake and they come to me and they say, Oh, well, you know, so-and-so would have done this and this wouldn't have happened. Dude, I will fucking fire that person because mm-hmm. they do not understand. And usually I correct them once and then if they still fight me on it, I'll move them on. But here's something that comes with that too. To your point about the language they use. A lot of people will say this all the time too. I made a mistake. There's no excuses. Or I didn't perform good. No excuses. I'll do better. That's not fucking owning it either. That's it. That's, that's bullshit talk. Mm-hmm. You know, like, dude, I have guys in my company right now, you know, who aren't performing and they, they'll text me and be like, no excuses. I'll get it fixed. But yet every week, the same fucking problem happens over and over again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you say you're mm-hmm. going to fucking get it fixed, be a fucking man, go out and fix the fucking problem. That's owning shit. That's taking responsibility. I mean, exactly. dude, here's the reality. You want to you want to be different in society. You want to be cool with who you are. You want to be comfortable being authentic. When you make a mistake, you fucking own it. If you hurt someone, apologize. You do everything you can to fix every mistake you make and make it right over the course of your entire life. And if you do that, you'll have 10,000 people at your fucking funeral because they have so much respect for you. Hmm. You know, don't be one of these pussies that go through life being like, oh, well... You know, my parents raised me wrong and I made this mistake and, you know, I can't help it because they raised me wrong. I mean, dude, we're over that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about being productive. If you're listening to this, we're, you're, you're, you're wanting to be successful. You're wanting, you, if you, if you want to be successful, you got to be authentic. If you want to be authentic, you got to own your shit. So guys, listen, here's the review, right? So far we've covered <clears throat> live with a clear conscience. Number two, make mistakes and move on. Number three, identify core values that you stand for and live by them. You know, when Chris and I started our first company, Supplement Superstores, we came up with a set of core values we wanted to guide our business. There are 10 core values. I keep them in my wallet all the time. I'm going to pull them out just to show you guys, even though you can't see. I've got these rat, this ratty card was the first core values card. Hmm. Every employee in our company carries this card with them all the time. These are not just some bullshit thing we put on the wall that people look at and say, oh, rah, 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 this is what our company stands for. No, we live by this shit. You're, you, you personally and your company, your core values should be the same. Your, your core values are so important to you, in fact, and I'd, I'd like to tell this story, is that that's actually what we were recording on Tuesday. And because they're so important to you, because they're at the, ver- the very lifeblood of your business, I think that's one of the reasons you said, we didn't do them justice. Right, we we're did gonna, it. We're going to do them again. Right. And we're going to actually like make multiple uh, right. episodes. They're e- each one yeah. is worthy of its own episode. Yeah, so, so that's coming up. So the 10 core values we use, guys, um, just real quick, and they're not going to be the same ones that you use, okay? But you may use some of these, but don't just copy them. We're talking about being authentic, right? Identify the core values that you stand for. Here's ours. Go the extra mile. Stay humble. Be disciplined. Accept responsibility. Take initiative. Build positive and fun relationships. Always be learning. Be selfless. Be enthusiastic. And believe, okay? And I could give an entire lesson an entire one-hour podcast on every single one of these, how they all tie together, how they all improve your life and the quality of business that you're running, and how they can all tie into monetizing your business as well, okay? Identifying core values, live and die by these core values. Make your decisions by the core values, hire and fire by your core values, and you're going to stand for something. And what happens when you stand for something is other people identify with what you stand for, and they become believers in you. All right, so identifying core values and, and living them, breathing them, 
talking about them, talking in terms with your customers about them, talking to your employees. Every conversation that we have as a company is in terms one way or another about the core values and how they affect certain things. And you're so, saying, I mean, connect the dots for me. You're saying that actually having those will will help you be more authentic. There'll be the, it, somehow it'll help you be okay with who you are. It helps you. It helps guide you when you get off track. Okay. Okay. So, so there's going to be times whenever you come to a business decision and there's A or B. Those these core values will help you decide which one of those paths is the right for you. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and and personally, that's 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 what they do too. You know, you're going to come to a situation where you have choice A and choice B, and your core values are going to help you pick the right path that keeps you going the right direction that you want to go. They're going to remind you to go that direction. They're going to give you something to stand for, which gives your co- customers something to relate to, which gives them something to stand for, and to brag about to their friends about why they stand for it. Makes sense. All right. So it's very very important. So I guess I would, I would guess that they're also helpful in dealing with your haters, you know, because if you or, or criticism, because if you know what you stand for, if you have clearly articulated core values, then, then that. Well, here's the thing about haters, okay? I just did a Periscope on this like two days ago. First of all, most of you listening, 99.9% of you, you don't have fucking haters, okay? Mm-hmm. What you have is you have critics, all right? Critics will point out your weaknesses and say, hey, I don't like this. Or, hey, I don't like that. And you lose a lot of the ability to improve by labeling people haters, okay? Mm-hmm. So I don't even like the term haters, but we'll, we'll talk about it for a second. Mm-hmm. Your critics, who you probably call haters, will give you insight to how to improve your business if you listen. Now, when you label them, oh, I just, my fucking haters... I'm not going to listen to them. Then you lose the ability to improve your product, service, or your business because a self-aware, grounded, intelligent leader would look at their criticisms and then either be able to admit like, hey, yeah, we're kind of weak in that area. We can improve. Or know that like, no, we do this shit right. And it's 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 uh, not justified criticism. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> being self-aware, understanding what's criticism and how you can use it is a very important part. Now you will have people who are just obnoxious troll haters, which if you're an intelligent person, why the fuck would you give a shit what they have to say? Right. You know what I mean? So, um, but to, to your point, let's say you do have a critic who is attacking your company for standing for something. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's whenever being okay with some people not being okay with you comes into play. Like we talked mm-hmm. about a little bit mm-hmm. ago, mm-hmm. realize that not everybody is going to like what you stand for, but that 50% of people are going to, you know, possibly get behind you. And if you can get engaged, passionate following from let's say 30% of that 50% versus 1% of the hundred percent, because you make a boring product, you're doing a lot better. You know what I mean? So core values, what they do is they're going to piss some people off. They're going to say, why do you do this? And they're going to remind you to stay on track and why, why to do that. So, um, yeah, you know, dealing with haters or critics or whatever, um, it can help with that. But really what it serves is just a reminder of what path to stay on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That makes sense. It's, a, it's an objective standard that you've articulated exactly. about And when yourself. you emotionally get away yeah. from that standard yeah. because somebody emotionally rattles you with a comment, which mm-hmm. they shouldn't, but they do because we are all passionate about what we do. Right. It allows you to look back at what you do and say, no, this is what I fucking stand for. Right. This is the direction I'm going. And that guy just happens to be somebody who is not going to fit in with what we're doing. And right. that's okay. Right. It makes, I mean, it makes total sense because in theory, somebody could come to you and say, Andy, you're, gosh, you're, your business or your podcast is, 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 and, and I'm just throwing this out there. I'm not picking on Dude, these I, people. Dude, I've already heard but, this. I but I mean, your say. business or your podcast is not going to make much inroads with the Mormon church. I mean, you could say, well, that's not the point. And right. that's not consistent. I didn't with, make this for the Mormon church. Yeah, right. And nothing against Mormons, by the way. I just, no. I just threw that out there to be absurd. Right. But yeah, I mean, the point is, is that if you don't have these articulated wh- why I exist and, and who I'm trying to serve and how I'm trying to serve them, well, you're, you are open to criticism yeah, if you don't see, know what you're about. Here's, here's the good part. This is the good part because the next point of being authentic is listening to your base. So 
listening and identifying and being loyal and in tune with who that 50 potential percent is, is extremely important in being authentic. Okay. So when you think, when I get a criticism from somebody who says, Hey, um, I wanted my 10 year old daughter to listen to this. My automatic response at this point in time is, well, I didn't fucking make this for your 10 year old daughter. Right. You know, I mean, let's be real. She should be watching like fucking National Geographic or something. Right. You know what I mean? Not listening to the motherfucking CEO. You know, are you going to put on like Eddie Murphy Raw for her? (laughs) You wouldn't do that, right? It's true. It's very true. You know, so I'm not making this for them. Yeah. So um, you have to be aware of your base. Like, like, like here's an example I like to use. Okay. Let's take Harley Davidson. If you listen to the show, you know, this is a company I admire. Not because I own any of their products because I don't. I do not own a Harley Davidson motorcycle. Um, I have owned a Harley before, but I don't currently own one. Um, but if you want to talk about somebody who's in tune with their base, who understands culture, who understands how to appeal to a certain crowd and, and dismiss the rest, look at Harley, okay? Um, <clears throat> let's imagine you're an executive at Harley Davidson and some young engineer comes up to you and says, hey guys, I got this great idea. You know, being being environmentally friendly is such a perfect it's it's the hot thing right now. Let's make a battery operated scooter called a Harley Davidson scooter. It won't make any noise. Um, it'll be battery operated. We could put a green leaf on there with like a flame. It'll be really cool. You know, I mean, dude, the people at Harley are gonna laugh that motherfucker right out of the room. Mm-hmm. All right, because they understand what their base is. All right, knowing your base, would they sell some scooters? Sure, some people will come buy them. But what would you really be doing at that point? You'd be alienating the people who built your brand. The people who go out and get Harley Davidson tattooed on their skin are going to be fucking pissed. Mm -hmm. And guess what those people are? Those are the people that are spreading your idea and bringing people in and and bringing people to your brand. They are your fucking brand. So you're going to go out and try to appeal to this 50% that's not for you by making a battery-operated f- fucking hippie mobile under the Harley-Davidson logo? No, you're not going to do that. So d- you don't do it. Don't do it with your business. Don't do it with yourself. You know, Harley's one of the most authentic companies. Now, do they get out there? Yeah, exactly. Do they do, they do some things to try to reach out to the, uh, you know, the 20% who are maybe the outliers of the 50%? That would love, sure they do, but that there's that's not enough to alienate the core audience. Right, that's so, not that's not where their main attempts no, are. Don't focused. alienate your core by trying to appeal to everybody. If you want a passionate following, if you want people to fucking go out and get tattoos of of their of their uh, logo on on uh, of your logo on their skin, that's what I want to do. That's my ultimate goal. My ultimate goal is to create enough passion behind my brands that people go out and get fucking tattoos. Right, that's passion. Right. You know what happens when you when you have that kind of passion for a brand? It insulates you it insulates you from the competition. Nobody that has a Harley Davidson tattoo is going and buying a Victory motorcycle. Right. Nobody that that, that even thought about having a, nobody that has a whole wardrobe of Harley Davidson gear is going and buying a Victory motorcycle. Even though Victory might be a superior motorcycle. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It insulates you. Yeah, I mean. So being authentic yeah. and, and being who you are and being okay with who you are and appealing to your base 100% of the way instead of, you know, a watered down percentage creates trust because they love you. They'll become loyal. They spread your word. It creates marketing. It creates a culture. Okay. Yeah. So I think of a, about it this way. So you're, you're Italian, you know, and yeah. the, uh, the, uh. I guess the traditional thought are, is that uh, Italian families are very tight-knit, very close, very loyal to one another. And so I can just imagine if you had this, you know, large Italian family and they were, you know, they always had your back and they were always there for you and you had some really important decisions to make about how you were going to live your life and you went down to like the bus stop and asked some guy that didn't have any investment in your life, "Hey, what do you think I should do?" And you put all the 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 weight on that guy's opinion rather than the people who were there to support you, who were there, who were passionate about you, that would be insane. Right. It would be stupid. Right. And yet businesses do that on a, on a, 
on a business level, on an entrepreneurial level, they do that. They go out and they ask people who, who don't have any investment, you know, and you're saying, don't do it. Don't even consider doing it. It's, it's a, it's a, it's just a, a mindless, that's a mindless corporate thing to do. Like, Oh, let's go survey all these people who aren't our customers and see what they want. No. How about you survey the motherfuckers that are buying your shit and see how you could improve. Right. You know what I mean? Right. That there's, people don't get that. They think, Oh man, why, why? I mean, I could go on and on and on about this because Mm -hmm. this is something that just gets on my nerves. Um, you know, a company that I really like right now, uh, and I'm going to plug them real quick. Uh, these guys contacted me when they first started up and now they are fucking blowing up Hmm. and I love what their, their angle on marketing. Um, it's just, it's genius. And if you haven't checked them out, they're, they're doing exactly what we're talking about here. They're being authentic to their base. All right. Um, they're called the dollar beard club. Um, huh. have you seen them? No. Oh my God. It's awesome. They the do- contacted not me. Not the dollar, uh, it's not the dollar shave club. club. It's the dollar beard, dollar club. beard. Club. So they're catering to people who are like lifetime beard wearers like yeah. myself. I've had a beard for at least five or six years straight. Um, it's their marketing is hilarious and it's awesome and it's genius because here's the reality people who wear a big ass fucking beard honestly don't take themselves too fucking serious Mm -hmm. so they go out and they make these creative commercials that that i mean you have to just go check them out the dollar beard club check it out on instagram their ads are fucking hilarious but the point is is that they're way out there right yeah and they're out there because every dude with a beard has a kind of a not serious side to them you know right like it's hard to explain if you don't have a beard, but like you're like kind of in like a little brotherhood and you make these like little dude, I'm serious. It's a beard thing. You wouldn't understand. Yeah, dude, I'm serious. Like it's hard to explain unless you have a beard, but like, like dude, when you're in a bar, okay. And this is going to sound real weird. All right. But when you're at a you bar, mean as opposed to like the last 45 no, dude, minutes, dude, listen, 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 listen. I swear this is true. And everybody out there who rocks a beard is going to know what I'm talking about. If you're at a bar and there's another dude with a killer beard and you've got a killer beard, you give each other the nod. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. It's a real thing. It's not a beard scratch? No, it's like a nod. Like, it's dude, a nod. Like, it's like a, you know, like a tilt on your yeah. head. Like, hey, man, nice fucking beard. Like, oh, it's respect. I like it. So you get, like, beard respect. I'm serious. I'm, it's a real thing. You know, I, you know I actually, that I'm kind of disappointed, and I'm going to throw this challenge out there for any of the uh, fans out there who are uh, graphic designers, but I... I have I've I've never seen a a logo that's incorporated you know your face with your beard and the scar that's just this really awesome logo I would love to see somebody try dude to I like our the, logo that picture that you put on our uh, iTunes swatch for uh, the logo for the podcast that's, well yeah 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 no 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 that's a great but that's an actual uh, that's an actual picture that's a photo yeah. I'm talking about like a graphic image that's sort of broken down into oh, black dude, and I white have a, I have do you have str- one like that I have a drawing of, uh, no not a logo but I have a drawing somebody did that's really cool oh. but anyway well, that's cool my point is check out the Dollar Beer Club they've got they've got awesome products they sent me some to try um, and I'm not just saying that I wouldn't I wouldn't wrap a company I don't believe in but check them out more so because they're in tune with what we're talking about about knowing their base identifying their base staying true to their base in the way that they market and the way that they do everything. So the dollar beer club, check those guys out. Uh, you mind if I share a quote? Yeah. This is a great quote. This is from Margaret Thatcher. Do you remember who she was? I do. Yeah. Prime minister of England, former prime minister of England. They called her the iron lady. So I love this quote. I'm not iron lady. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say it in, it doesn't sound too comfortable. (laughs) Doesn't sound too fun in the bed either. (laughs) That's what I meant. dumbass. You guys are terrible. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Only this show could come up with that. All right. Anyway, this is what she says. Ah, consensus, the process of abandoning all beliefs, principles, values, and policies in search of something in which no one believes, but to which no one objects. Consensus is the process of avoiding the very issues that have to be solved merely because you cannot get agreement on the way ahead. What great cause would have been fought and won under the banner, I stand for consensus? Hey. Or we could use that as the definition of fucking American politics. Yeah, that's exactly. Which is why, at, to your point earlier, why Trump keeps why getting. Trump is. I mean, exactly. You know, at least you know what he stands for. So, dude, you want evidence? Authenticity wins. But you like that quote? It's fucking great. Yeah, I love Margaret Thatcher, even even if she's made of iron. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, that's a good quote, man. She's dead now. You, I think you're not going to please everyone. I mean, yeah. that's that's the that's what she's saying. Yeah, it, 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 it goes for every aspect of your life, right? And most people are just not comfortable when people don't like what they stand for, yeah. or don't like what they have to say. And you know, some of that is age. At some point, you realize I'm going to go insane. Look, man, if and there's times. There's times. Look, that you go overboard, right? Yeah. Like there's times whenever I I have a couple whiskeys and I'm out at the bar and I say something that is out of line. Yeah. And, you know, and then I wake up the next day and I'm like, "Fuck, did I really yeah. say that?" You know. And then yeah. I got to make a phone call. I got to say, "Hey, dude, that was the whiskey talking." Yeah. You know. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Speaking of whiskey, you know that Sam. Sam was a guy that came in last week. Sam has told me he's going to get you a ten year old bottle of whiskey next week. But that it's going to be a couple more weeks. I guess there's a whiskey shortage. Did you know that? Uh, what was it? The Pappy Van Winkle. Pappy Van Winkle. But he's yeah. going to get you a 23 year old Pappy Van Winkle. But I guess they're only he's only got access to two of them. But he says, Do you one, know what? One I've of them's got your that. name on that. I, I, if you're a whiskey connoisseur, everybody that I know that loves whiskey loves Pappy Van Winkle. Yeah. You know? What he did say, and I thought I'd communicate to this to you, is that 23 year old aged whiskey actually has a little bit of a different taste to it. So it's. You know, for those who are real connoisseurs, you yeah. may find that it's a different, different yeah. taste for you. But anyway, anyway, back to so so wrapping up this point. Obviously, people aren't your fans. Don't let them call your plays. You know, basically that's what you're saying, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. If they're not, if they're not people that are passionate about you, don't worry about them. Right. And right. You will create passion by having that attitude in any area. Right. You know, it's being authentic. So running through the last four. Uh, points. Well, actually, including the first point, which we tacked on, which was just basically be down to earth, you know, don't take yourself too seriously and, and don't take other people too seriously. Be able to laugh at yourself. That's the first point of, of learning to be authentic. And then the other four were what? You want to run, run through yeah, them again? Yeah, we can run through them all again, just so that everybody everybody is, is in tune, you know? You know, when you get really passionate, you start s- speaking away from the mic. Drives well, me insane. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Um. I don't wear headphones when we do the podcast, so I, I can't hear it. I know. know. Um, live with a clear conscience, make mistakes, and move on, okay? Um, identify your core values and live by them. Listen to your base. <clears throat> and uh, I think that was it, right? That's it. And, and basically, you're saying if, if you do this, if you become totally cool with who you are, totally okay with your identity, both personally and professionally, you're saying it's going to have benefits. Absolutely. Guys, like, listen, I have reaped the benefits to the – to the millionth degree of what I'm talking about. And I didn't always have this ability to, to do what I do. Um, we have in our industry, we have the strongest culture of any brand, um, in both our companies that are, uh, that are publicly, um, not, not our business to business companies, but I'm talking about our business to consumer companies. We have the strongest culture in our industry in both areas, retail and finished goods. Um, People are proud of what we stand for. When they wear one of our shirts, whether it be for supplement superstores or whether it be for first form, it's with passion. It's not a passive shirt. It's not a shirt that they get and they go put it in the bottom of their dog cage. It's a shirt they put on and they say, this is what I fucking stand for. Okay. Um, we've been able to generate tons of social media presence. I mean, even this whole podcast MSCO project is based off of being authentic. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said a minute ago, if I was somebody who, who came in here and, and said, hey, guys, you know, this is Andy, and today we're going to let the sun shine down on your shoulders, and uh, <laughs> you're going to go out, and, and, and you're going to be great. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and today I want you to think about how awesome you really are. Like, dude, if right. I came in and talked like that, we'd have zero fucking people listening. Right. All yeah. right? If but, I was – And I don't want it to be lost. Your earlier point was the flip side of that is that there are motivational podcasts out there right now that are very popular that are the – hello – I want you to think about a flower today. Yeah, but those, you know, and that's fine. Those, right. th- that, and that's what I'm saying. That. You are saying that's yes. okay. Right. You're telling people you don't no. have to be the MFC. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Right. Dude. And I don't, I think it's important that yes. that, let, that let is us, not lost on people. Yeah. That's let's what you're not saying. Let's stop here. Let, or let's stop here and, and, and identify that. You are never going to be somebody else's style. The whole thing here is, is identifying your own style. I am not saying that my style is right. I am saying that my style is me and people identify with that. Okay. Do I do sometimes I regret the way that I curse so much? Yes, I do. Do, do, you know, do I wish that my high school would invite me to come speak at their school? Yes, I do wish they would. 
I'm a big contributor to the school. I know I can help kids, but the reality is I went to a Jesuit high school, and if I go in and say, hey, all you motherfuckers get up and start fucking working, it's not going to go over real well. Right. So I miss out on opportunities by being authentic, but it creates other opportunities for me where I can fit in and I can do well. Yeah. And it's going to be the same for you. Uh, I would just add, and I, you know, because... I'm watching out for you. The reality is, is if if you were invited to a place like that, you could definitely communicate a, a powerful message and and tone down down your language. I mean, yeah, I could, but you the reality could. is, is I don't want to. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I don't. There would definitely be some f bombs dropped by accident. There would be some. There would be. There would be. Yeah. yeah. And the yeah. thing is, is like, I don't want to accept those kind of of engagements because mm-hmm. I don't want people walking out of there without the full fucking experience of Andy Frisella. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's why I don't do those things. Right. You know, I get a lot of people say, hey, come speak to my kids. And look, man, I'm not a fucking kid speaker. Right. You know what not I mean? Not at all. I, and I don't mean that as an insult, but no, you're right. I'm not. It's, yeah, you're not. Can I teach them yeah. things? Yes, I can. But or, I'm not appropriate for that. Right. There's other guys that are better for that. Like, honestly, like Ben would be somebody you bring in for that. Right. Ben is, ben is great. He barely ever says anything. Right. He's just a little less, you know. Right. He's passionate, but he's not. No, he's not raw. Right. By any exactly. stretch of the imagination. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But he is who he is. No, yeah. he's great. Yeah. So uh, did did you run through all four of them? No, no, no. And then, guys, like the thing is, is that, you know, you have to realize I want you to walk away with, with something that you that you can use. The point of this podcast is this. After the last hour of us rambling. I could have summed it up very, very shortly. Be authentic. Be who you are. Be okay with people not being okay with you. If you can figure out what you stand for and stand for it consistently over the course of your life, not only are you going to be happy, you're going to be successful because people are going to be naturally drawn to you because being authentic is so fucking rare that it's just not found. So it's like being... It's like being <clears throat> a piece, it's like being a french fry on a fucking sidewalk and the ants just come out of everywhere and they come get it because it's so rare, it's so hard to find, it's such in 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 demand that if you can figure out how to do this, you're creating a product which is yourself. And when you can put yourself into a business, now you've got something. Hmm. You know, we're talking about being entrepreneurs here. We're talking about business. Let's talk about being employees with this, being an authentic employee. What's more valuable? Somebody who comes to you and says, Andy, I know I get what you were thinking with this idea, but it's not going to fucking work. And here's why. Or somebody who says, Andy, that's a great idea, man. Let's go do it. And then I go waste a million bucks. Who's more valuable Hmm. for real? Yeah. Being authentic. Be the guy who has enough balls to go in your company and and respectfully voice the things you disagree with. And I'm not talking about, you know, your fucking work environment. I'm talking about ideas to move the company forward. Be the guy who can who can be authentic in expressing his concerns and his ways to improve. You know, cuz here's the thing. You know, that's why these companies put these uh these what do they call them? Anonymous surveys in mm-hmm. play mm-hmm. because the people that work for them are too fucking scared or too, you know, pussy. I mean, let's be real. Yeah. To express what it is they think can be improved. And if you're in that position, why that's an opportunity to create value. If you're an employee in yourself, why couldn't you, dec- how much respect would a, would a CEO have or a, a manager have to somebody who says, Hey man, I get what you're thinking about this, or I get what the company's thinking about this, but have they ever thought about it like this? You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You create value by being authentic. Right. You know, and, and a lot of people are scared to do that. And here's what people will say to this when I say this. Like, if I say this ever in, in front of anybody, they'll say, well, what if my boss isn't receptive to my feedback? Well, you're probably at the wrong fucking job. Hmm. So... Guys, 
I don't know what more I could say about this. I mean, I could ramble on and on and on and on, but being authentic is effective. Being authentic creates trust. Being authentic creates value. Being authentic leads to loyalty. It creates repeat customer. It creates the ability for your customers to spread word of mouth. If you're not authentic and you, and you don't know who the fuck you are, you need to put some time into figuring it out. That's the wrap up on the show. All right. Well, that's a great place to stop. Uh, like I said, guys, if you want show notes, links galore, et cetera, et cetera, go to themfceo.com slash P11, and you'll find the page for this specific episode. We really want to thank you for your questions and reviews. Uh, as I've said in other podcasts, we're going to announce winners for the review contest the first week of September, so there's still time. Take a screenshot of your, of your review and email it to askandy at the mfceo.com. Final word? Guys, the final word is this. Go be fucking great and do it by being yourself, and you'll find the true purpose of your life, all right? Podcast, obviously, themfceo.com. Social media, at, at Andy Frisella on Instagram, at Andy Frisella on Periscope. If you want to see some behind-the-scenes shit, um, MSCO-1 on Snapchat. Vaughn, what's yours? At Vaughn Kohler for pretty much everything. V-A-U-G-H-N-K-O-H-L-E-R. And, guys, if you're listening to the podcast right now, leave us a fucking review. All right? See you later.